What a beautiful transition that was. What a beautiful transition it all is. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and I'm taking it live. I'm taking it live today. If you're listening to this and not seeing this, my apologies. Some of this isn't going to make any sense. I am actually going to be definitely, well, I mean, I do this with every episode, but I'm going to be releasing this episode onto YouTube so that you can see what I'm talking, because there's parts of this that are going to be visual. I'm having trouble not looking at myself in the monitor. I'm not good at this. I'm totally not good at this. Also, you can see the garbage. I meant to set up the area behind me. I have my VCR set up because I'm trying to do some uh, archiving of some old VHS footage. Let me just set the... I'm also cleaning up back here. I'm rearranging my whole living situation. So everything is... I'm not living situation. my office. I don't live in my office. Uh, but I'm, I'm rearranging everything in the office. So... A lot of my toys are gone. I have a can of, an empty can of spray. I lost the nozzle on my, on my, like my compressed air. So I've been, you have to, you have to blast it like really quickly because it gets really cold really fast. But then also with no nozzle on it, it just, it just goes everywhere. You have to, you have to be, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know what the term I'm looking for is. You have to be very specific about <laughs> Oh, it still worked. Okay, I thought I had run out of compressed air. So, uh, that's the, uh, this is all fascinating. Uh, the reason I'm doing this live, or visually, visibly, the reason I'm recording this so that I can release it onto YouTube video-wise is because today's book has to be seen to be comprehended. It has to be seen to be believed. Like, I can, I'm going to describe it. So if you can only listen to this, don't worry. You're going to get full descriptions. But there is an impact to seeing the images in this week's book that I believe is vitally important to, to comprehending why this book is such a weird specimen in the history of the Berenstain Bears. Uh, actually, this book is a weird specimen for a lot of reasons. Uh, one of the main reasons being that it uh, it retcons a vital part of bear country. Uh, but, but, but because this book isn't necessarily set in the continuity proper, the continuity that we all love, it doesn't necessarily count. But this book does completely change the landscape, literally change the landscape of where we are. So, uh, what is this week's book? And obviously, I'm honestly, no one's watching this right now. So, uh, I'm I'm doing this live, but nobody is watching this. This is there's zero people enjoying this. Uh, there would be zero people enjoying this if there were a bunch of people watching it. That's the that's the beauty of what I do. So what is this week's book, and why is it such a strange animal? Why 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 and wherefore? Well, this week's book is 2016's The Berenstain Bears. Around the world, around the world, around the world. That's the song that goes through my head every time I look at this book. Around the world, around the... Unfortunately, not as catchy a book as Daft Punk's Around the World is. Around the world. Uh, at no point do the Bear family walk up and down a flight of stairs going... Burn, burn, burn. Like, I can't do the my impression of the Around the World video. When I first saw the Around the World video, I have to admit, I was very taken by it. Uh, I can't... It must have come out when I was in college, and I thought it was one of the most amazing things I'd ever seen. I was like, who is this group? Who are these helmeted, helmeted weirdos? And I loved Daft Punk. I would say ever since, but that's not true. I 
quickly stopped listening to them because electronic music isn't my jam. I enjoy electronic music, don't get me wrong, but it's not something I can listen to constantly. Uh, especially without with the lack of like real lyrics. I need I need content lyric-wise. I need lyrical content. I, 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 I mean, I enjoy a good piece of music. Don't get me wrong. I own a lot of film scores. That's how cool I am. But I, I, I ultimately need reassuring lyrics. I need lyrics that show to me that I am not alone in this crazy world. Uh, so the Berenstain Bears, 2016's Berenstain Bears around the world. Why is this book so strange? Well, if you take a look at the cover... Right off the bat, you can see that uh, the Bear family is with actual factual in a gondola uh, in, in Venice. And there's a gondola guy, gondolier, uh, singing, uh, presumably in Italian, at them while they're surrounded by the buildings of Venice. They're in one of the canals. This should tip you off what kind of around-the-world adventure we're about to embark on. The around-the-world adventure of broad cultural stereotypes. That's right. Uh, it's 2016, and we are about to see a book that could have been published in 1953. I would say, I would say this this book is dated. This book was dated the year it dropped, and how do I, I know it was dated the year it dropped because I read this book the year it dropped. I had been doing the show now. I had been doing the show at this point for I don't know, probably about a year when it came out. And I remember when it came out, because I was really keeping my ear to the ground as to the new Berenstain Bears books. It showed up at the library. I snapped it right up, checked it out, snapped it right back down onto the table and walked away. I was like, nah, this, I do not need to own this book. I own this book now because I'm covering it now. Because at the time, I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to be making it to 2016. I, it was 2016, but I didn't think I would be still doing the show seven and a half years later. Here I am. Uh, but around the world. So I read this book and it was like, I not only am I never going to buy this book, I, I'm not even going to read this book to my child uh, because nobody needs to experience, nobody needs to experience the Berenstain Bears around the world. But why? What's the problem with this book? Uh, so it shows all of Italy represented by a gondolier in Venice. So what? So what? Well, first of all, haven't the Italians suffered enough? And second, it gets worse. It's worse than this. Oh, oh boy, is it worse than this? Uh, so let's begin, shall we? Let's take a look at the Berenstain Bears. Around the world, around the world. All right. Well, as you can see, first of all, this is a uh, beginning reading book. I can read level one. So it's aimed at little kids, first of all. We're dealing with a book that you're going to be reading to very small, impressionable children. Uh, second of all, as you may notice from the cover, absolutely gorgeously illustrated. Okay, this is a Mike Berenstain joint. This is a Mike Berenstain jam. He used reference photos. Heck, he may have used his own reference photos. I don't know. Mike's been all over the world. Just like that. He is a regular Daft Punk. So... We're treated to the notion of the bears in Venice. Fine. Fine. If they stuck around Venice, we might be okay. They don't stick around Venice. Uh, so right off the bat, we are thrown into the deep end because the bear family's visiting not the Bearsonian, the Great Bear Museum. And it's not actual factual. 
It's Dr. Bear. So we're in a separate continuity. Just so as you know, this is not our, our continuity. This is not actual factual because he's Dr. Bear. Even though he's referred to as actual factual bear, sometimes know that actual factual's first name is actual. His last name is factual. We know this because he has a nephew named Ferdy and Ferdy's last name is factual. Actual factual is a separate character from Dr. Bear. Now, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Dr. Bear is the bear who showed up originally in like the bear's, I want to say the bear's almanac or the, their science book. Before actual factual was a character, he was known as Dr. Bear. If I, if, if I'm not mistaken. What we're in now is a weird branch off of bear continuity. We are safely in a branch off of bear continuity, and you're going to find out why in one second, and then later on in the book. I've brought this up on a few episodes, and this, this is the episode where I'm going to justify it and say, do not worry, everything still holds. Things haven't completely fallen apart. So, the bear family is at Great Bear Museum. I don't even know where that is. Big Bear City? Maybe. Dr. Bear, not actual factual. Dr. Bear is showing them a globe of the Earth, which presumably they've seen before, but they all seem pretty fascinated by this globe. And he has a long pointer. And he has point okay, because it's a huge globe. It's like it's like the size of a Berenstain bear. He's up on a stair, like a little like portable stairwell. And he's pointing with his pointer at the globe. And he says, we live right here. And he's pointing to the continental United States. He's pointing to actually pointing to North America. What we know is North America. But he's not just pointing to North America. He's pointing to a X. Like a, like a pirate treasure map X on North America. And he's saying, we live right here. And I actually took this map. I wish I could show you. I didn't hang on to it because it looked terrible, but I took, I took this bear's map of the United States. What looks like the United States, right? To me, I'm just, it's the continental, it's the continent of North America. I cut it out of this image and I laid it on top of an actual map of, of North America. Just, it was difficult because Mike has drawn it in such a way that it's it's supposed to look distorted because it's on a curved globe. I did my best to sort of fit it over North America. And as far as I can tell, actual factual is pointing to an area in the southwest region of Wyoming. Meaning that in this continuity, just this continuity, not all the continuity, in this, just in this one, Bear Town is located in Wyoming. That's the last I'm going to say about it. 60 years, actually at this point it wasn't 60 years, 50 some odd years, Stan and Jan Berenstain were like, Bear Town is anywhere. The bears don't live in a specific state, they live anywhere. Use your imagination. We want it to seem like anyone's town. This could be any town anywhere in the world, basically. It could be anywhere. The bears don't live in our world and we don't need to zero in on a location. Bear town is any town USA. Then Mike comes along and he's like, it's in Wyoming. It's in Wyoming, everyone. 
Now, I was going to say actual factual. It's not actual factual. It's Dr. Bear. Dr. Bear is about to become very reminiscent of another doctor. Uh, because Dr. Bear has a, has a machine. It is called the Anywhere, Anyplace machine, which is redundant. I thought it was going to be the Anywhere, Anytime machine, and that would make my upcoming joke a lot more, like, pointed. But the long and short of it is actual factual has a TARDIS. Uh, Dr. Bear has a TARDIS. He has a TARDIS in his museum, not the Bearsonian, the Great Bear Museum. He has a TARDIS machine that can take him anywhere, presumably anytime, and I'm going to come to that as well. Uh, it's sort of his version of the Great Glass Elevator, but it's mostly a TARDIS. It is a, it's 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 like a single, it's like a it's like a booth, a large largish booth with two like, I, I, I want to say they're not like side rooms. I don't know. It's it's a booth like a door like it's a it's like a compartment with a door on the front with like portholes, uh, and clocks attached to it, and a radar dish and a globe on top. And he's like, come on in to, the, to my machine. And you're like, yeah, this is the TARDIS. It's just, it's what Doctor Who uses. The Doctor, I guess, if you the fans would say. Uh, it's the first explicit Doctor Who reference we've ever gotten in a book. Uh, because this is what this machine is. And, and also, oh boy, uh, I guess magic exists in this universe as well. Because this machine is magic. Uh, he gets them inside the machine and he's like, let's go. Let's Sister Bear expresses a desire to travel around the world. And not actual factual says, let's do it. Let's do it. Get in my machine. It's my anywhere, anytime, any place, any how you choose. Whatever you want, machine. You want a re- you want your own reality? I'll make you a reality, kid. Hop on in. Get in my machine. And he does, and he pushes a button, and they're off. And where are they off to? Why, jolly old England, mate. They're in another country. Welcome to London, England, says Dr. Bear. What is London, England? Well, there's a picture of a map of England, and there's an X where London is. Fairly accurate. Why, there's a black cab with a with a European license tag. And it says taxi on. Oh, there's a red telephone booth. And what's the what's that? It's that big Ferris wheel that everyone's crazy about. The 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 Ferris wheel they always show you to establish that you're in London. And uh I don't know. There's that big glass building everyone's nuts about. And 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 uh, then the bell starts ringing. Bing, bong, bing, bong goes the bell. And Dr. Bear's all, the tower bell is called Big Ben. It makes a lot of noise, says brother. And then Honey's all, bing, bong. And there's a British bobby twirling his baton. There's a bear walking by in the background with an umbrella and a bowler hat on. They're literally in, like, Victorian-era England. So that's why I'm like, this has to be a time machine. Because you're not going to see this if you go to England. I mean, you yes, you okay, you'll see cabs, you'll see Big Ben, you'll see the Ferris wheel. You see, like, a worker in the back, like, in suspenders and, like, a, and, and like, a, and, like, a, oh, he, it's a work, he's, like, a, a, a builder or something, or a bricklayer. You're walking down the street, gonna run into Mary Poppins. Like, it's, it's that England, right? So, this should be setting off some sort of alarm bells for you, that this is the world, this is the world the Berenstain Bears are visiting. They're not visiting anything resembling reality. They're visiting... Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins land. Uh, so are they going to kick around England a little bit? See more, somewhere, maybe check out a show. 
maybe catch the original uh, cast of Back to the Future the Musical? No, no. They're off to Paris, France. Oui, oui. Ha, ha, ha. Accordion music playing. Oh, monsieur. Welcome to uh, Paris, France. And there's a little map of France with a little X where Paris is. The, you got to see the Eiffel Tower in the background. What kind? So what, they just came from jolly old England. Where are they now? Well, are they in? Is there a mime? Yes. Yes, there is a mime. Uh, is there a cafe? You bet there's a cafe. Who's at the cafe? Is it some sort of effete, mustachioed, beret and scarf-wearing, croissant-eating, little pinky-sticking-out Frenchman? Oui, oui, monsieur, it sure is. Uh, it's the Frenchiest French bear to ever French to French. Uh, you could cut this bear up into pieces and it'd be French fries France. It's Frenchy the bear... Enjoying a cup of, I guess, cappuccino. I don't know what he's drinking. Espresso, uh, which seems very Italian to me. But, oh, we'll get to Italy. Oh, there's a woman walking by with a poodle dog. Because, uh, obviously, she would be. Because of uh, Paris. She's in Paris, and she's walking her poodle down the street. And if you think I'm exaggerating my accent, no. Trust me, this is the accent that people in this France speak with. There's some beautiful flowers. But actual factual is like, not actual factual, Dr. Bear is like, welcome to Paris, France. The Eiffel Tower is a thousand feet tall, which is a weird thing to say when you get to France. Fun fact, that's really tall. You can climb all the way to the top. Brother goes, no thanks, and we're done with France. That's it. There's your France. Look at this big thing. You can go up to the top if you want to. Pass. The one thing you can experience in France, apparently, and brother's like, forget it. I've seen the effete Frenchman. I've seen the woman with the poodle dog. I've seen the espresso and the horrific mime. I don't want to experience any more of France. Thank you very much. Keep your fromage. We're off back to the TARDIS. Where are we going to now? We're in Switzerland. Is that Swiss? Or is that Austrian? Is yodeling Austrian? I didn't even know I could yodel. That's the punchline to a joke. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Little old lady. Little old lady who? I didn't know you could yodel. That's the joke. You tune into this show, you expect one thing, you get everything. They're in Switzerland. They're in the Alps, of course. Where else is there in Switzerland? Switzerland is known for its clocks, says Dr. Bear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's one thing they're known for. Uh, their bank accounts. Their cussed neutrality. Uh, and its mountains, says Mama. And cheese with holes in it, says Papa. Let's not get into the whole Swiss cheese thing, Papa Bear. Uh, he is holding an entire block of Swiss cheese, though. So they're in like a, sh- a chalet in the Alps, right? And you see like a stone fireplace. Again, not to knock the art. Beautiful book. Like the pictures in this are colorful. They're vibrant. The woodworking looks great. There's a telescope in the chalet and a poster above the telescope that says, View the Alps, even though they are literally in the Alps. Cheese with holes in it. Papa's holding a plate with the largest piece of Swiss cheese. Actual, factual, not 
actual factuals, pointing to a cuckoo clock. And the Bears say, and chocolate. The Cubs are like, and chocolate. And they're drinking chocolate milk. And if you've never seen a Cub or a Berenstain-styled bear with a chocolate milk mustache, I have bad news for you. It's revolting. It's uh, it's disgusting. Uh, it's not a, it's not an image that I, I am happy to have in my head. It's gross. Uh, it looks like they got... It looks like they sucked a glass to their lips and then just kept it there for an hour. And now their lips, like the blood vessels under their lips have popped or exploded. It's gross. Yum, says Honey. Oh, and there's also some kind of Swiss goat and there's like skiers going overhead. Hop back in the TARDIS and we're in Venice, Italy. This is just the picture from the cover. Um, You have this Venetian... Uh, gondolier. I think is some. What, what would he be singing that? No, he would be singing. Um. Uh. Pizzeria. Something. I don't know. I'm not making fun of the Italians. I'm making fun of this picture. I can make a little fun of the Italians because they were fascists. See a little map of Italy. See a little X with Venice. There's a lot of Italy they don't go to. But they're in Venice. There's a fish also in the canal. It's waving at them. It's somehow alive. I don't understand how that's happening. I know about the canals in Venice. They're like cesspits. Also, Venice is sinking. Well, they spend half a, half a spread there. And then they're off to Russia. Um, Skrelnik. Uh, they're in Russia. It just says Russia. Not even a specific... I mean, they're in Moscow, but they don't say it. It's in the map. It's like Russia, Moscow. But Dr. Bear is like, Russia is in the far cold north. I mean, I guess, but like, Russia's also pretty big. It gets a pretty big place. Uh, its church domes are shaped like onions. That's all you need to know about Russia. And then Sister's like, I don't care for onions. Much like Brother Bear with the Eiffel Tower, Sister immediately dismisses one of the most impressive things she's ever seen in her life. Look at this beautiful onion-domed church. Let's not talk about how it got built or what happened to the churches during the Russian Revolution. Let's not talk about the Russian Revolution. We're not going to talk about Russia, actually. Let's not talk about the storied history of Russia. We're all too busy being cold because Dr. Bear didn't have any coats in the TARDIS, I guess. That's Russia. It's more Russian than this picture. Oh boy! Okay, now we're treading into some serious waters. They hop back in the TARDIS, and now they're... They're not... They don't... Okay, actual fact... Dr. Bear doesn't say, and now we're in Egypt. They just step out of the TARDIS and he goes, Egypt is a part of Africa. Which is good to know. They're in Egypt. Somewhere in Egypt. I don't know where. I don't know what we could possibly... Okay, there's the... You, of course, they're standing in front of the three pyramids and the Sphinx. It's the oldest country on Earth. All right, there's a little fact. It is mostly desert. Grand. But the Nile River gives it water. Okay. Great buildings and statues of long ago stand here still. Fabulous. We see presumably an Egyptian, 
riding on a camel, a dromedary, and waving at them. It's fine. It's fine. I believe you are in Egypt. It's a little stereotypical. Egypt is a lot more than just the Great Pyramids. There's a lot to see. There's bustling metropolises and culture and people. But okay, we see a person. He's, you know, maybe looks like he just stepped out of an Indiana Jones adventure. Could be that they're actually in a time machine. Because there's no one else around. Also, there's no tourists around these. And I happen to know for a fact that the Great the, the Pyramids aren't in the middle of vast emptiness. Like, there's, like, Metropolis nearby and a constant influx of many people. Uh, but I did like that Mike drew the Sphinx has a bear face, which is weird because the Sphinx, well, okay, has a bear face, but the nose is missing. However, it's kind of gruesome to look at. If you ever wondered what it would look like if one of the Berenstain Bears got a, their nose torn off, that's what it would look like. But then something terrible happens. Uh, then something, having announced to the Cubs that Egypt is a part of Africa, they then proceed to Africa. They're now in Africa. They were just in Africa because they were in Egypt. As Professor the Bear said, Egypt is a part of Africa. But now they're in Africa. And he doesn't say, now we're in Africa. But Egypt is mostly covered in deserts. And Africa, most of Africa, is just forests and plains. Or much of Africa. There's a lot of weasel words in this book. Again, Africa, not a country. Uh, Africa, pretty big continent. Africa, populated by people. Africa. Storied histories. Uh, how do we represent Africa? Dr. Mr. Actual Bear Factual is driving them around in a safari truck showing them elephants and giraffes, cheetahs and antelope, lions, zebras and rhinos all existing on the plains of Africa in relative peace. I mean, the antelope's like a little wary of the cheetah. Look, lions, says brother. Roar, roar, says honey. To which mama and papa say the greatest thing that's ever been said to honey, which is hush, honey. Uh, it's weird. Is all. It's one of those things that I'm like, this is not, we don't really like to represent Africa, A, as a monoculture, and Africa as a single place, and Africa as a single climate, and a single anything like africa's big and there's all different kinds of ecosystems in africa he says much of it's covered in forest and plains and maybe that's true but you can say much of africa is covered in forests and plains however there are many lively metropolises many bustling cities a lot of industry Beautiful people, wonderful culture and food. There's a lot more than antelopes and cheetahs, right? Like, this isn't the Lion King. But we don't go in that direction. We just see Africa. And even the map is just Africa. And the lion sleeps tonight. Then it somehow gets worse. Because they go to 
India. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. It's a world of hopes and a world of fears. There's so much that we share, and it's time we're aware. It's a small world after all. The It's a Small World ride does more to advance cultural knowledge. Mary Blair's original illustrations for the It's a Small World ride did more to advance cultural knowledge than this book does. Because what is India? Get Ring, ring. Hold on. The phone's ringing. Ring, ring. Hello? Who's this? Rudyard Kipling. What did you... What is... What's that? This book's a little regressive. Huh. Fun... Funny you would think, why would you say, oh, it, it doesn't represent India very well. Thank you, Mr. Kipling. It's good that you know that. Yeah, so this book is like, what's India? You can ride on an elephant. Watch out for tigers. Yeah, watch out for tigers. Uh, or they'll chase you around a tree until you turn into butter. Is that where you're going with this? Because India's more than just elephants and tigers. Oh, you do see the Taj Mahal in the background, just hanging out back there through the through the leaves of the jungle. Is the Taj Mahal, uh, and also I don't know, Ricky Ticky Tavi's nearby, maybe the White Seal. Uh, yeah, this is a not great look for India. You know what India famously has a lot of? People. India famously has a lot of people. Uh, They tend to be, in most places, doing many things. Uh, Again, much like everywhere in Africa, different cultures, foods, languages, people. Uh, but that's okay, because we only spend one little page and one paragraph. Watch out for tigers. They shush Honey again, because she growls the tigers, which is pretty funny. There's a recurring theme in this book of nobody wants to be in the world traveler, which is kind of funny. Uh, they hop back in the TARDIS. I keep saying they hop back in the TARDIS. You never see them again get into this machine. It's just, the next page is just another, I was going to say country, land. Because they do a quick jump to the right, and they are in China. Uh, now we acknowledge that China has a long history, unlike the other places. And we acknowledge it by Dr. Bear saying China has a long history and a long wall says brother. Those are two facts that I can't dispute. China, long history, long wall, the great wall of China says Dr. Bear. So Dr. Bear says the great wall of China was built to keep enemies out. Third fact. Three things. China, a lot of history. China, long wall. China, built that wall to keep out the enemies. Great. There's some nuance that we're missing out on, but those are okay. You can say that about China. Now, the Great Wall of China, this is something that the children are all enjoying. Oh, wait, no, they're not. Uh, Sister immediately complains about having to be on the Great Wall of China, uh, a thing she's never witnessed before. One of the great wonders of the world. Uh, it's wearing me out, says sister. Oh boy, well let's get out of here then. Hope you're not too tired, sister, from being in China. Uh, but good day, mate. We are now in Australia. They don't say good day, mate. But they go to Australia, the world's smallest continent, but the world's largest 
Island. Not that they point this out. They do point out that kangaroos and koalas exist. Uh? And you see Uluru in the background. But you mostly just see kangaroos and koalas carry their babies in their pouches. Koala looks like a teddy bear. Is that weird to them? Is that weird to them? I guess it's like them holding a koala is like us holding like a lemur. Kind of. I mean, a koala isn't really related to a bear, but it's more like that, I guess. Like, it's not weird. They're not like, this is one of our family members. Whatever. Good day, mate. Shrimp on the barbie. Uh, that's not a knife. It's a knife. So then they go to the South Pole. And what's interesting is I could do an Antarctica accent. There is an Antarctica accent. I was actually just watching videos about it the other day because uh, people who've lived on Antarctica for a long time, there's actually a uh, a child who was pretty much raised around scientists on Antarctica, actually developed their own accent, sort of a blend of different accents, but it's very unusual and it's uh, striking. It's a striking Antarctic accent. So I could do it, but I don't know what it is. Uh, I can't do my impression. It's a very difficult accent because it's very subtle. Uh, but they end up in the South Pole on Antarctica, and they're scientists and penguins. That's, I mean, that's kind of what it is. That's that is. This is the one region of the planet that they nailed. <laughs> there are scientists on Antarctica. There's penguins, and you see a penguin baby. It's little and gray and fluffy, and it's cute. Burr says, "Brother." Because, of course, he's complaining. It's the coldest place on Earth. Burr. But you know you know what's not cold? South America. Where in South America? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're just in South America. South America is warm. They got rainforests with a lot of animals. What's that animal? Looks like a big beaver. And Dr. Bear's like, meh, it is like a big beaver. It's a capybara. Hey, Dr. Bear, a capybara, a capybara isn't like a big beaver at all, actually. A capybara and a beaver are two very different animals. Beavers are large, but their behaviors are different. Their temperaments are different. Their diets are different. Their genetic like lineage is different. A uh, capybara is not a beaver. Uh, I don't even know why brother would have said it looked like a beaver. I do know that tapers are interesting, but we don't point them out. They are there. We, I know that jaguars are interesting. I am impressed, though, at Mike Berenstain's inclusion of the caiman. Uh, it's a crocodilian animal. It looks kind of like he could have just called it a crocodile, but he called it a caiman. And then above them is an anaconda, which Papa seems fascinated by, but not worried about because, I don't know, Mama seems worried by the crocodilian. Papa doesn't seem worried by the anaconda, which is probably a lot more dangerous since honey is there. I do want to point out, though, that South America, again, much like Africa, not a country. It's a continent. Where in South America are they? Somewhere. We'll never know. There's a lot of places they could be, but we're never going to find out. Then they go to Mexico. Now, Mexico is a country. But what's interesting about Mexico, and a lot of people, I won't say don't know this, but don't think about this when they talk. Mexico is divided up into states. Like, not 
like our states, but there are different regions of Mexico that are different states and different cultures sprung up from there. Different languages sprung up from different places. Mexicans are not, again, a monolithic people. I've talked about this a little bit in the past. Mexicans aren't a monolith. When people think of Mexicans, they're usually thinking of like Mexicans who live closer to the border because those are the Mexicans they're familiar with. But the Mexican people are a, 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 a vastly complex cultures. Uh, you wouldn't know it from this uh, because they're just at some ruins. Great cities were built here long ago. Literally, that's all they say. You see some, you see some ziggurats. They were built here long ago. Time to go to Canada, which they do. Canada is north of bear country. And I want you to let that sink in. Canada is north of bear country. We know what bear country is. It is the name of the nation in which the bears live. We call it the United States of America. They call it bear country. That is what they have always done. That is how I have always referred to it. They've never named their nation America because it's not. Its history is very different from ours. However, after saying that Canada is awesome and it's home of mooses, they don't call out the mooses, but you see a moose. He says, Canada is the land of great natural beauty. Over half the lakes on earth are here. I did not know that. But the next page is the one that's going to upset everyone. But just bear in mind, this book is not within normal continuity because magic and TARDISes don't exist in normal continuity. Also, actual factual's name is actual factual. The Bersonian is the Bersonian because the next stop they make is to the United States of America. Our own country is the USA, says Dr. Bear. The United States of America. And I had to sit down the first time I saw this, but now I'm like, it doesn't matter because this book isn't in reality. This is some fever dream. It's some fever dream. The United States of America. Alaska is way up north. Here we can join a dog sled race. Can you? I mean, maybe it doesn't. I don't think a dog sled race is something you can just join. But suddenly they're being pulled by Buck and the rest of the Call in the Wild gang, Call of the Wild folks. And then you just hop right over to Hawaii. Hawaii is an island state, says Dr. Bear. Let's just skip past a bunch of colonization, a bunch of really, really tough history we're going to just ignore. Surfers ride huge waves along its shores. Cowabunga hang 10. Dude, kahuna. Uh, Brother Bear is learning to play the ukulele. He's being given a lei by presumably a native Hawaiian woman uh, wearing a grass skirt with a flower in her hair. He is blushing. Uh, this is probably the first time in the storybooks that we've seen Brother respond hormonally to something because he's clearly into this woman mom is chilling out on a on a towel with a drink in her hand which is pretty pretty fun honey bear is about to get attacked by a crab but papa and sister are surfing they're hanging 10 i'm impressed and doctor whatever is strumming his own ukulele um somewhere over the rainbow 
way up high. That's that's the ukulele song. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to sing the whole thing. Uh, they look at the Grand Canyon. A river dug out of the Grand Canyon just millions of years ago. And now we know that we're not in the world that we thought we were in. Because the faces of the presidents are carved on Mount Rushmore. And the presidents named are George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. Not George Grislington, Teddy Roosevelt, or whatever. Not, you know, Abraham Lincoln, like they usually are. These are just our presidents. This is not the real bear country. And then they're in the New York Harbor, and they put their hands over their hearts and salute the Statue of Liberty, which is weird, but she's a bear. I don't, none of this makes sense anymore. And then they get back to the Great Bear Museum and they leave the TARDIS and he's like, come on, there's more places to visit. Come back anytime. They never come back. We never, I do not believe we see the Anywhere, Anyplace machine ever again in the history of the Berenstain Bears books. But that's, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, the Berenstain Bears the Berenstain Bears around the world. It's it's a beautifully illustrated book. It's a beautifully illustrated book. It's a not great book. It's a not great look. If I'm going to be totally honest, this book is not a great look. Uh, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's problem. It's a problem. It's got some problem stuff in it. Uh, most of it having to do with the representation of other lands. None of it's a lie, but none of it's really that great. It's, I would not read this book to a little child unless you were going to pick it apart and show them why it's wrong. It would be a great book to bring to like a junior high school, like world cultures class to tear apart, like not physically tear apart. I don't believe in destroying books, but like to like pick apart, like be like, this is why this, this is the, don't do that. This is the, that's my impression of a scold, by the way, which is what I am. I'm a scold, a cultural scold. I'm wearing a Berenstain Bear shirt, by the way. Huh? I am the only owner of this shirt. So, uh, you may notice in the back here, I have a lot of a lot of bluey figures, a lot of bluey figures. Uh, I don't like bluey, but I like the figures. It was a weird purchase, but I was like, I like their aesthetic. I like the aesthetic of those characters. I'm going to buy all these figures. When I've never watched the show, then I tried to watch the show, and I was like, this is childish. This is childish. There's my Berenstain Bears. I still have those. Uh, but I got rid of a lot of my Playmobiles. I got rid of a lot of my stuff behind me. And again, this is my... Uh, VCR that I can't get to work. So if anyone out there in listener land knows why, now my VCR works, but when I run it through my computer, which is what I'm trying to do to archive these old, these old videos, because I brought a whole bunch of stuff back for my parents. Uh, when I try to archive the videos, the picture looks fine. It looks as well as you can imagine a 30 year old VHS tape looking, but the sound is really muffled. <laughs> And you can tell that it's actually reading the sound. Like, it's all there, but it's under, like, layers and layers and layers of muffle. Like, you're hearing it from, like, 17 rooms away. And I've heard this is a thing that happens 
when you're trying to do this, like digitize VHS and other like old analog recordings, sometimes the sound doesn't quite transfer right. So if anyone out there has any tips for me, because this is just like I'm running an RCA cable, like left and right RCA cables through like a converter that plugs into my computer. It's I was going to say it's pretty cheap. It wasn't pretty cheap, uh, the converter box, but it, it, it it's supposed to work. It came recommended. This has been VCR Talk with Phil Gonzalez. Uh, so if anyone out there has any idea, just let me know. Any 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 hints, any tips? Uh, otherwise, I'm going to scream my head off. Uh, but that was the Berenstain Bears around the world. I own it. That's it. That's all I have to say. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find me at BerenstainBearCast.org. Please, if you want to watch this, go to my YouTube. It's Phil. Just search Deep in Bear Country. And the Berenstain Bear, like this, it'll come up. Uh, Phil Gonzalez. That Just look for it on YouTube. and you, You'll be able to watch this episode. I don't post videos of every episode. I post, like, this, I post the audio on YouTube. So you can listen to it there. But I don't post myself doing it. Like, you won't see me. This time you'll see me, just because I want you to see these pictures. Uh, so, uh, yeah, do that. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, like and subscribe, I guess. Listen to my other shows. Just dropped a new episode of It's Del Toro Time. And if I can ever get my child to write me back, we'll be doing another one soon. Uh, hopefully, I'll be getting Pizza Toast back up sometime soon. We got Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, the movie coming out in a couple months. Christy and I got to gear up for that one. If you want to hear me talk about The Hunger Games again after we did it for like 15 episodes. Uh, otherwise, I'll be back next week with more Berenstain Bears action. If you like these live videos, let me know and I'll try to do more of them. Uh, otherwise, uh, I won't do any more of them. I'll leave you alone. And you will never have to see my face again. Unless I do a live show. Also, if you want me to do a live show in your area, let me know. And then set it up for me. Because I'm not going to. And I'll come to your city and do it. <laughs> but I'm not going to do any of the legwork myself. That's too much work. And I'm bad at it. Uh, otherwise, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you all next time. Deep in Bear Country. <laughs>